Welcome to the podcast B2B SaaS CEOs with me, Joseph Olsen, as your host. I'm the CEO and founder of the B2B SaaS company, VAM, that's helping sales teams increase their sales through video messaging. I started this podcast because one of my personal goals is to be a world-class B2B SaaS CEO, and therefore, I know that I need to learn from the best. So with that said, let's jump into the episode. Hi, my name is Louise Barnikov. I'm the CEO at My News Desk, and you are listening to B2B SaaS CEOs. Hello and welcome, Louise. Thank you. Great to have you here. It's lovely to be here. Please, for all the listeners, tell them who you are and do the quick elevator pitch of my news desk. So I'm Louise Barnikov. I'm the CEO of my news desk. I've been working at my news desk for almost six years now, and I came in as a chief product officer. Uh, so I have a product development background. And uh, I've been the CEO now for almost three and a half, four years. So why should you use my news desk? Well, if you're a PR communicator uh, and you want to build brand awareness and create relationships with journalists and influencers, we have the platform to help uh, PR communicators out. So to send out press releases, to monitor what's happening in the world and know how to address the topics that's out there, uh, you can use my news desk. And we've been around for 20 years now. We're, next Whoa, year, we it, have it, a celebration. So <laughs> yeah, so, so we uh, are sort of in this terms, an old SaaS platform. Uh, and uh, so we have a proof of concept. So we, we are market leaders in our segment in the Nordics, but we are expanding out to Germany and new markets. Thank you for this, Luis. And continue jumping on to my, my first more like question targeted to you and not just your company, because this will be focusing on you as a CEO. How do you ensure that you can start your working days in the best possible mood? Because I'm, for me, energy and the right mood and right state is important. How do you ensure that, Luis? For myself, uh, I go up very early in the morning. Uh, and, and when is where when is where uh, well where of course was. this is a very sort of <laughs> subjective uh, um i i go up at quarter past five um and, and that, that, that 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 is early i, okay. I guess it is, <laughs> that is perceived as early yeah <laughs> no so i uh and i start my day with coffee it's super important for me uh to have my coffee <laughs> early on and this is actually my prime time to it's a very valuable time for me because i'm alone no one else has woken up uh, and in uh, in this time of the day i'm the most effective and also the most reflected so so i spend a lot of time to prepare things that i need to really think through uh, so like presentations or or communication and speeches, that's my prime time because I don't get disrupted by anyone. So when I've done that early morning, I feel that, yep, check on that one and I can continue the day in a good mode and focus on the other th things. And yes, before when we leave this topic, when would you say that the, the early morning and the, this area is done? Is it like... Uh, it's between 5.30 and 7 o'clock because then I need to bring up 
my children and get things going at home. So, uh, yeah, it's it's that one and a half hour where I can really focus on reflections and to to um, don't get disrupt sort of uh, yeah disrupted in my thoughts. So yeah, one and a half hours there. Nice. Uh, I, I I will partly steal steal what you just said for some days. Uh, <laughs> you should. I, 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 I've done I've done it quite ups and ups and down, but okay. Continue on time and things that can steal your time, Louise. Yes. I've started with this angle now, and uh, uh, let's see if I will continue if it if the listener like it. But free apps, the 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 top free apps on your phone. If I would take your phone right now and we would check, what free apps are you spending the most time on on your phone at the moment? It would be Slack. Uh, Gmail, Omni, and LinkedIn, I think. Oh, so, so so you are a LinkedIn from the phone person then? Yes, definitely, definitely. Nice. That is that is a good to know because if you're gonna make the most impact of LinkedIn, okay. And uh, did you say it in the top priority also? So Slack Slack is the main. Yes, Slack is definitely the main. Like by far main, or is or is email? Like, Close. Yeah, it's equally, it's equally. But, but we have Slack as our uh, communication channel at work, the prime source of communication. So that's that's where all the magic happens. I understand. And if we shift to the left foot then and talk about your computer and desktop app, how would you say, where, where, where do you spend your time on the computer, website or desktop apps? Website. I mean, we. I'm, I'm uh, always on Google Drive. Uh, so... Yeah, that, that there you go to then Google yes. Drive. Th- yes. There's where you find Luis. Yes. <laughs> no, but the whole G Suite. We that's that's our working tool, definitely, and Slack, of course. But yeah, my company, Van, we are a sales tool, uh, video messaging for sales. So our customers is mostly salespeople, and then I have now a sales angle questions towards you. If I or anybody else want to get your attention. What is the best way to do an outreach to you? I think actually it would be on LinkedIn because uh, my mail is flooded. So I think if you really want to come through, I'm, and I sort of uh, excuse everyone who has missed answering their mails, but so I think LinkedIn is the best way to reach out actually. And do you prefer a, a short and crisp text, a long text, or a short and crisp text with also a quick personalized video so you can get much more understanding what it's all about. Video, I really like sort of video content. I think we should do much more of that because it, it personalizes the message in a fantastic, short, efficient way. So that will definitely do it. Uh, I haven't experienced that many actually doing it in that way, but I would definitely appreciate it. Amazing to hear, and that is why Bam is here. So in a couple of years, <laughs> it will be more videos. But, okay, M- moving on, Luis. Uh, talking more about on a company level, and now back to you leading the company, disposing uh, your time. Can you please, because this is really interesting for me, can you please tell me, how, how do you spec up your week regarding X amount of, 20%, 30% on this, uh, 10% of focus on uh, one-on-ones with, uh, with teams, department X. Do, do you understand my question? Uh, I want to know how do you disponate the time in, in what topics? 
Uh, I spend quite a lot of time on one-on-ones with my EXCO team uh, and then to catch up and to know what's happening. Uh, so uh, I would say that, but if I if I would choose sort of from, it's not that I have a preference for commercial or product because in a SaaS company, product and, and sales and commercial is so dependent on each other. So I think yeah. I spend 50-50% on, on both the product side both and the commercial. Yeah. Yes, definitely, because it's, it's this, they're so connected to each other. Um, and then I tried, I have a, I tried to be at the office as much as possible and I have a no desk policy. So I don't have a desk. So I move around and, and sit at different departments to really get to know the business, what's cooking, what's happening. And, and ah, this, this, is, is, this is interesting. Uh, right. <laughs> so, so you are down on the different floors and, and feeling the, the talk, feeling the vibes, the energy. Yes, because that's super important for me in my leadership that I listen in to what's happening and also to to discover we're working a lot with culture. So to be able to pick up good examples on what's happening in the company and to be able to tell that on all hands meeting, for examples, etc., to show those good examples of people, people living our values and our role models for our culture, then I need to be out there also to listen in and to, to get those good examples and embrace people and show the good role models. Now, and now you have tapped into some of the questions I had for later on, but I, I'm going to dive deep now here and we can go back to what I had in plan before. So, okay, uh, you said the office, you are you are office only or office first company? Because I, I won't say you are a remote first company, right? Now, we have a hybrid policy. Uh, so it's, and it's really dependent. We're very flexible because it really depended on role. And, and also the team, what the team needs are. So we have a hybrid policy where we expect people to be two or three day, days a week at the office. And then the team can themselves decide uh, when to be at the office together. Uh, and then we also have some roles. And here, uh, sorry for jumping in. Should it be that the, the, the team that working closely, should they, they be at the same time at the office so you get, or, or is it just you need to yes. be... Okay, yes, so, exactly. so with the team. Yeah, to meet the team, to do workshops, brainstorming, all these different kind of meetings that requires a whiteboard maybe or or to build team spirit and to look ahead and to innovate. Then then it's I believe it's more efficient to be actually all in the same room. Um but then we have some roles, of course, that is 100% office, like office manager um, and these kinds of roles. And then we have roles that are fully remotely because we are a tech company. So we have a distributed tech team. So we have um, uh, developers in, in Ukraine, in, in India, in Germany. Now one has moved to Brussels. So, of course, they're 100% remote. And we also see now in the pandemic that people have moved. So we have people living now in Ore or in Greece or that. Oh, wow. Yes. So it, it's a hybrid um, uh, policy. But we have now actually just today introduced that we have divided the year that we see that some parts of the year we, we tell people to be 100% remote if they want. So around Christmas, 
around Easter and on on summer holidays. We don't apply this uh, hybrid two, three days a week. Then you can be 100% remote if you want to. If you want to to work from your cabin during the summer, you want to work with your family who lives somewhere else during Christmas, then we don't force people to be two, three, day, three days a week in the office. Makes sense. And then uh, th- this is so close for me to, to continue to ask about company culture. How do you uh, make sure that you have a great company culture? And uh, please share share your best insights here because what you just told me sounds really intriguing. So the way you're thinking about culture and what do you have some some good certain metrics to measure it also, if you have it. Yes, so we are a very value-driven company. Uh, We revised our values last year to really support the growth journey that we're on. Uh, and I think to to build culture is all about talking about the values all the time, in all aspects, in all settings, and to empower people to also help out and nudge and give feedback and give, give those good examples when people are actually living the values. Uh, and we have very clear expectations that the, the values we have and, and that we work with, they are not voluntarily. It's something you buy in on. And it's um, also something we use in the recruitment process to be very clear. This is what we expect from you. This is the behavior we embrace and, and that we think is the way to grow this company. And then, of course, sometimes also feedback people that, you know, this was not really according to our values. And be be honest and and also uh, be able to nudge people, say, ah, you know, now now you I don't see how this is according to our values, this behavior. And th- this is a very interesting topic for me too, personally, feedback. Do you go, do you go with a s- specific model? So we have been working very much with culture this, this uh, half year, actually. So we're working together with a partner called Tilvex Partner, uh, TXP. And they have a whole toolbox of how to build growth culture. So we've been working with them now for for six months uh, and they have a method on how to give feedback, how to frame the topic, how to use the values to neutralize uh, and to be very sort of concrete and not take it personally. But if you refer to these toolboxes that we've been implementing, it becomes very sort of yeah, neutral and, and uh, not so dramatic to give feedback to each other because we can always refer to those values and to that. Uh, so so it's, it's actually working very... So then, of course, it's you need to practice. To change your behavior, it, it takes time. So you need to practice. And it's tough in the beginning, but then it's coming there. And, and do you have some, like, in the agenda, in placeholders, do, do you do something on Mondays, Fridays, uh, in-person meetups uh, every second, every year or every half year? How do you think to just put it concrete in the agenda from a culture perspective? Uh, in, in, oh, we have so many routines. First of all, we always bring, I always bring up on all hands meeting on, um, uh, we have all hands meeting on every second Friday. Uh, then we have it also, always on the Exco agenda. And how long is your all hands meetings? One hour every second Friday. 
and then we bring up um yeah all inf company information sharing knowledge and sharing celebrations and and also financials and product demos and yeah the usual stuff and we all i always refer to two values and and the strategy in those those sessions now and then we have a method in teams agendas also to to share a role model that that someone who's living the values so you have this positive uh embracement of the values uh we have it in our pep talks so you are scored on your pep talks or your sort of development plan on the values uh so that you know that you need to work more on for example we innovate or you are empowered so we we also have it in that that sort of uh, setting Uh, then we have it as themes on people days. We have these big uh, company meetings that we meet once a year. So, so it's sort of everything we do. We try to sort of refer to the values and building this cult uh, culture long term. Nice. So, okay, uh, move on to KPIs. What is the most three? You can throw in a fourth or fifth if you want. But what is the top three KPIs right now? So for us, it's we have we work with OKRs. So we have three objectives, uh, and it's happy customers, and we <laughs> we measure this through different KPIs, but primarily gross revenue retention. So this is uh, something we follow up very closely. Then it's European growth. So we are we have a strategy that we are growing outside of the Nordics, and then primarily in Germany. So to follow up on the growth targets of Germany is super important for us. And then it's empowered employees. So uh, this we measure by both ENPS, but also this challenger concept that we have implemented, so that we really work through this um, way of enabling people to feel empowered because the whole essence of the challenger concept is to be non-hierarchical and to push the mandate and the decision making down to everyone so that we don't create bottlenecks in management teams but to really sort of enable everyone to feel empowered to take Uh, wise decisions in their daily life so that we gain speed. So I think, yeah, happy customers, European growth and empowered employees are the things we follow up on closely. And uh, you, it, it, you, uh, you're, you're doing, from my perspective and, and what I've learned at least, so many right, I'm doing the quote now, because I, my, my follow-up questions after KPIs was, what do you use for framework or what do you use to measure it? And you said, OKR, okay, so we are already in this topic now. <laughs> yeah. So you have, you have three objectives. How many key results is it combined to those, if you're going to be a bit more nerdy here, how many key results is it compared to the objectives? So approximately three KPIs or measurements on each uh, goal. But then we have this, in, in this challenger concept, we have, it's like uh, sort of if the steering model is something that we have sort of um, uh, visualized it as a seesaw. So on, on one side, you have the strat strategic pillars. On the other side, you have the, um, uh, the values and the behaviors. And then you have the direction, the vision. So the where, what, how. 
is is the sort of the the steering model that we use. And on the strategic pillars, we have then divide, divided them down to three OKRs uh, that we work with the next six months. So it's clear for everyone to be able to take wise decisions and to feel empowered and have the mandate uh, to take decisions themselves. It needs to be super clear where we're heading. So that is sort of the, um, the steering model we use. So OKRs is a part of that, but we strongly believe that the behaviors and the values are as important to reach our targets. So we don't have so much more to say right now. I, I'm going to wrap this up with a few last things from my end. And that is, if you would have started over again, and or I, I'm a... I'm early in my CEO B2B Saucy journey than you. What are the top three things you want to tell yourself? Oh, that's a difficult. There's so many things that I've learned. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that um, maybe to to really take time to focus on the long-term strategies. It's so easy to to um, get into the rabbit hole and be very operational. So to really set off time in your calendar, to have time to think about the long-term vision and and long-term goals uh, and and take that time. That's something. And how much time would you say is good enough? So, so um, on on my for my own sake, I have blocked my calendars on Wednesday afternoons. So. So Wednesday afternoons, uh, no one can book meetings with me. <laughs> Except I can book meetings maybe with people, but they're blocked in my calendar. Uh, but and also that we have a structure in Exco now, where um, and this is something we have iterated on to to not become as operational, but really sort of focus continuously on the long term targets. And that is that every second week we have operational meetings and clarified that what is on the agenda and every second week we have strategic meetings and then we need to focus on the long-term goals and the long-term strategies because it's so easy to become really operational all the time so i think that is what i should have done from the beginning actually to to set off time with my exco team uh, once a month to really focus on the long term Amazing. And then do you have one or two more nuggets regarding what you would would have told yourself if you start over again? Uh, I think I would have said that it's uh, super important with communication uh, that you sometimes you really I think I underestimated my role and, and the importance of communication, continuously, continuously communicating. So I would have done that much more, I think, uh, from the beginning, if I knew that the, the importance and to repeat, repeat, repeat <laughs> things. Yeah, spot on. So then, uh, Luis, before we rounding up, which other B2B SaaS CEOs would you like to listen to in this podcast? So I would be really intrigued by listening to Caroline Fjellner at Anne Frankly, the HR SaaS tool, and uh, it would be really interesting to hear about the data of, of uh, what has this pandemic uh, done with people's well-being, engagement, uh, etc. In this hybrid work 
environments. So it would be really interesting to listen to her. Uh, and also, I think it's interesting to listen to uh, Carolina Faxe. She's the CEO of TikTok. It's a uh, edtech company. To see also what has happened in their, within their areas uh, in this pandemic. Uh, so, and I also think it's important to lift up founders and other female CEOs because there's not so many of us in in SaaS and tech. So it would be really interesting to listen to them. Then I'm going to have a first chat with them and reach out to them quite soon (laughs) after this and we take it from there. So, okay, Luis, before we now say goodbye to each other, where can the people that have listened to us now, where can they follow you? Where where is the best place to follow you? Which, Which channels? Uh, I think LinkedIn is the best channel, definitely. Then we all go for LinkedIn then. <laughs> Thank you so much, Louise, for being a guest here in B2B SaaS CEOs. Thank you for having me. Lovely talking to you. Cause I-